I know I'm about deaf, but did we take up an offering? I didn't hear no hallelujahs or praise the Lord. <laughs> that, that kind of bothered me. You could have put something in there. I'm not taking any money. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. You know, oh, boy. You know, I was, I was out in, uh, I wouldn't call it a shop, but I got a little building out in my backyard, and I was out there Tuesday morning working on a spare lawnmower motor that I had, you know, and I was just talking to the Lord. And I said, Lord, this, this kind of stuff right here don't mean a thing. I said, no, Lord, Lord, the only thing that means anything in my life is what I do for you. Lo and behold, about that time the phone rang. <laughs> it, was, it was Brother Kelly. I said, what's Kelly calling me for? And he told me about Brother John and his pastor had passed away. He said, Lord, uh, Brother John wanted me to call you, see if you'd speak tonight. And I said, Sh-. I mean, Wednesday night. And I said, sure, I will. I'll be glad to help out. Uh, uh, I said, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, and I said, well, Lord, I, I obeyed you. I agreed to help. But I said, I don't have any idea what I'm going to say. And then, and then Tuesday, uh, Wednesday morning, I got up and I got a call from Pastor John. He said, Larry, did Kelly call you? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, they changed the plan. I said, woo. <laughs> he said, you don't have to speak Wednesday night. We're going to have singing and praising. He said, if you would. I'm going to have someone from the district is going to speak Sunday morning. Would you speak Sunday night? I said, yes, sir. Be glad to. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, boy. But it, it's amazing. And what an honor it is to be able to help our shepherd, the one that guides us, you know, to be able to help him once in a while. And, we, and I came in here Wednesday night, and, boy, the, the music was great. Kara, Denise, and, and Courtney, they did a wonderful job. The songs were beautiful. And the praising. And then the, the songs that were sang, a cappella, Kelly and Brother Booger. And it tells me, we had a good service. You know, we have something here. You know, we was talking this morning about the unity and everything and, and church and everything and finding your identity. And we have our identity here. Because I remember Brother John said when he came to this church, he says, you're going to enjoy it. He said, they're a spiritual church. And you've lived up to it ever since I've been here. And don't take it for granted. Because that's something that to some other churches are, are hungering for right now. You know, there's a lot of churches out there. We go through a lot. We can, they can preach the doctrine and everything. And over to the Holy Spirit's not there. It's just another uh, country club, more or less to say. If God is not there, but he is there. So I praise God for this opportunity. Oh. If, I had to, if I had to say anything, I'd, I'd talk to you tonight about... Man, it's a matter of life and death, I'll tell you. It said, death is the absence of life viewed in the spiritual, in, spirit, in the Scripture as an evil brought on by sin. And they mentioned it tonight. Uh, the, the sin, sin is caused by Adam Wood. The, res, the results of sin is death. The Bible has to do with two kinds of life, the natural life and the spiritual life. The natural dead are those who from whom, whom breathe the breath of life has passed out of. And a spiritual death are those from whom the breath of the Spirit has passed, those who steeped in wickedness and sin. Now that's going to be a horrible death, the spiritual death. Not recognizing Christ as your personal Savior. 
And the final, the final state of a spiritual death is a second death. You'll have, you're going to have to die again. In 1 Corinthians 15, 2, 21 and 22, it says, For since man came, for since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all, all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Praise his name. You know, the, everyone's going to have to die. The Lord said so because Adam and Eve had sinned in that garden, so we're going to have to die. One of the hardest losses in my life was the death of my father. Because as far as I know, he did not know Christ as his personal Savior. When he did pass away, I, I went to his, to his home. I, I, I searched every room. I looked for an open Bible. I looked for any kind of a sign that he may have. might have made things right with God or talked it over with God, and I didn't find it. And that, that hurt me worse than anything in this world. Wow. We didn't have what you'd call a good, uh, good father and son relationship. My dad drank a lot. So I was raised mostly by my aunt and her sons because uh, she had two sons and I wanted some brothers. I had two sisters. So I spent more time at her house than I did at my house. You know, and I, I spent time with them and they taught me how to fish. Embarrassing. I went fishing with them, came, pole, caught one. I thought, well, what do I do with it now? I had nobody to teach me how to fish, so they said, bring it in, boy. So I brought it on into the shore, and I got excited. I liked fishing. And I, I was looking into some magazines one time, and I saw this here ad in there, you know, here, three fishing rods, reels, tackle box, all kind of lures and everything. For a 10-year-old boy, that looked pretty doggone good. And I told Mama, that's what I wanted. Wasn't my birthday, but I told her that's what I wanted. So she went and she bought it for me. So she, she twisted my dad's arm, just about had to twist it off uh, to get him to take us fishing. Mom even went with us. <laughs> of course, Dad was drinking again that day. <laughs> he threw that rod, that thing back glass in there, and it tore, he said, man, this rod ain't worth a hoot, and he beat a bush to death with it. Uh, he tore my new rod up. He did. Oh. But old Larry, I, I didn't give up on Dad. I let him take me fishing one more time. Oh, boy, I got a hook in my neck that day. <laughs> I, said, I said, no more, no more. Good gracious. Can't do this no more, Dad. Wow. But when he passed away, I, when I grew on up, I became an adult, and I, I, told, I still told my dad that I loved him. I was proud to be his son before he had passed away. But that hurt me more than anything is to know that my dad didn't make it into heaven as far as I could tell. It's always hard when we lose someone, especially a family member or a friend or someone like that. People say that time heals all wounds. <laughs> you need some crackers, go with that baloney. I tell you, it don't heal it. It don't heal it. It just makes it a little easier over time to cope with it. It does. Because it, you, nothing can fill that void that is in your life. And you still have the, the, the battle scars here, the, scar, the wounds that are going to have to heal. So that, that didn't work. But God is good. Things just get easier. 
in Job 14 and 1 and 2, he said that the man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. <laughs> That's my nickname, trouble. I can tell you that is true. Man, boy, it's full of trouble. Oh, he said he's like a flower that cometh forth and then is cut down. Or it's like someone fleeing like a shadow and continueth to be not. Life is short. It's what he's trying to say. Life is short. I remember when I was 10 years old, my mother worked at the Celandese, and she was talking about this here supervisor, somebody who had passed away. He was just a young man. He was 39 years old. I said, oh, he was old. <laughs> what are you talking about? Until I grew older, then I understood what she was talking about. But life is short. It is. We, we, ha we should be concerned about things. The Lord said it rains on the just as well as the unjust, you know. He said that you would be tempted, but you would not be tempted above that which you would be, you'd be able to bear. And with that temptation, he's going to make a way for you to escape it. He will not take us out of the fire, but he will bring us through it. And how pure is the gold after it comes through that fire? They say, how, how can you tell when gold is pure? They say, when you look into the pot and you can see yourself, all, the, all that scum and this other stuff is just gone away from it. Uh, so God lets us go through the fire for, for his glory and our good. I can see clearly now that I'm older what the Lord meant when he said to cry when someone is born and to rejoice when they pass away. Because we know the troubles and all that they're going to, that that child's going to have to face. And to rejoice when one passes away, you can rejoice when someone you know that is going to heaven. You know, we, we were talking last week about God still building his church, and he is. But to rejoice. So I can rejoice with Brother John's father because he is in heaven now. But, but I do feel the sorrow for Brother John who, who he has lost his father. He said to rejoice with those who rejoice and to mourn with those who mourn. Things are going to get better for him, but not now. He's going to have to mourn a while. We're going to have to let him know that we love him and show him that. There's no supermen or, or wonder women in God's business. We are all the same. We're all human, flesh and bone. And he, he's susceptible to the same heartaches and the feelings that we suffer. Maybe even more. Because he's called to be a pastor, a shepherd, a leader. And the devil really gets on people who do stuff like that. When you get saved, I remember when I went to Joplin Park, they had this little pool here up there close to where you played and all this kind of stuff for kids to get into. You can stay in that little pool if you want to when you get saved. Or you can go out there and get in the river and get closer to God. You get out in that river, what's going to happen? It's going, it's going to get a little harder, isn't it? You get in trouble, you're just not going to be able to get up and walk to the bank if you get out there too far. But it gets tougher. And I can only imagine how tough it is on him and how much the devil wants to tempt him in his time of loss and need. Trying to do it with Sister Peggy down there sick too. Oh, man, he, he's got it rough. He does. We have to uplift him. I worked with a young man years ago, real nice young man. He had to be in his 20s. I was probably in my 50s. 
Yeah, a good Christian boy. You could you could tell it just by the way he lived. He looked at him. He, 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 his grandmother got sick. And I went up to him and I said, Brother Alex, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your grandmother and everything. He said, it's okay. He said, uh, she got worse. He said, they called in the family. And then all the family came and gathered around her bed. He said, she sit up. She smiled. She waved at us. Said goodbye. Laid back down and went to heaven. I said, well, glory to God. <laughs> Woo, glory. Now, that's what I call going, change, changing addresses from here to there. Uh, boy, she just transferred her membership. <laughs> glory. But what a difference it makes when someone we, that we know and we love has accepted Christ and gone, gone to heaven. She was ready to go. <laughs> oh. Aren't you glad for Psalms 23? And four, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, thou comfort me. Uh, she was comforted by his rod and staff that day, and she, she was ushered into heaven. Something been bothering me for a while. Last week, because I was teaching, I was talking about God still building his church and everything. You know, if we, if we worship God and everything, he's, going, he's building his church. I said, oh, man. It, it kind of hit me, and I said, wow. I read, I read in the paper a good while back to hear in the Bible Belt, churches closing, closing down, joining together, making one church just so they could survive. And I said, Whoa. Lord, you said that you would build your church on, on the solid rock, Jesus Christ, and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Look around in the world today. How many deaths do you hear about today? People getting shot and everything. It's horrible. I had one guy come through the center this week. He's, I said, oh, man, what happened to your arm? It was wrapped from here up to here. He said, I got shot. I said, what? <laughs> he said, I got shot. He's right over here on Fire Tire Road. He said, I stopped to help some young boy. He said, I walked up to his car, and he pulled out a pistol and stuck it right in my face. Uh, I could see, uh, see, see, see his fingers just squeezing on that trigger real hard. said, he looked like he might have been on something. He turned it around like this, and when he turned his head, I grabbed that gun and pushed away, and I got shot just to help. I said, just for stopping and helping somebody. Oh, what kind of world is this? I rode David all over Dadburn, York County, Lancaster County, visiting people. People won't come to the door. They won't, if they don't know you, they ain't coming to the door. I said, okay, Lord. I said, if I didn't know them, I probably wouldn't either. We did get a few answers. We got, we got one, one lady come to the door. I said, we've heard you visited uh, First Church of the Nazarene. Come see church. I'm not interested. And boom. Boy, David said, I feel, I, I now I know what a Jehovah Witness feels like. I said, oh, my, good gracious. But it's true. It's so hard to reach this world out here today. It seems like evil's got the upper hand. Our adversary is, 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 is really at work. I said, Lord, what's going on? He said, Larry, do y'all talk to the Lord like this? Am I the only crazy one in the bunch? He said, Larry, look. He said, Larry, look. I said it was going to be this way. I, I prophesied this a long while ago. In the last days, there was going to be a great falling away. 
I said, but from your church? He said, look, uh, this is man's church. He said, look, uh, and I got to thinking about Brother John's father. Uh, God said he's still working on his church. Uh, that's just another, he's just about finished. Uh, he put another brick in there when Brother John's father passed away. Uh, he's working on that glorious church, uh, the one without spot or wrinkle, I tell you. He, he's still building his church today. We just can't see it. Oh, he is. Oh, I done lost my place. I done got excited. Oh. oh, yeah, he said this. He said, Larry, there is coming a day, an eternal death. He said in Matthew 25 and 41, he, he said, Thou shall, there shall be also unto them on the, on, on the left hand. He said, Depart from me, ye, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. There is coming a judgment day. I got to wondering, I said, Lord, during this judgment day, you know, the evil's on the left, the good is on the right. Are they going to see what they're going to be missing? Where's this, where's this court going to take place at? <laughs> I believe they will see the things that they're going to have missed out on. Oh, that's what putting the salt in the wound. But there is going to be a judgment day. In Revelation 20 and, and, and 14. Huh? And, and death and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, into the sea. This is the second death. They're going to be cast into the lake of fire. Oh, boy, I burnt my arm a couple weeks ago. Caught on fire. I didn't there just whooping that fire off there. Went all down on my hand and burnt my hand. And I tell you, I said, boy, after I got it put out, I still stood around that on fire because it was raising pretty good. And the, when the wind blowed a certain direction, that heat hit my arm, it would burn like crazy. And the smell of that skin on my hand. You, you probably know what I'm talking about, Brother Marcus. They say the smell of burning flesh is horrible. I had my best, I called my best friend, told him about it. He said, yeah. He said, I was out on maneuvers when I was in the Army. And said, a field caught on fire. He said, a couple of guys died. He said, that was a horrible smell. Uh, he said, he saw this truck coming by. He run and jumped on that truck. And those fellas said, where's your rifle? He said, it was slowing me down. <laughs> he left that thing in the fire. He got on that truck and escaped. Uh, but gosh, the, the, smell, the smell of burning skin. I wonder if it's going to smell like that in Hades. Uh, I said, Lord, that's going to be an awful place. Uh, it tells us that it's going to be... Uh, cast in eternal fire, the, the, where the worm will never die. There'll be gnashing of teeth and wailing. Oh, who wants to die that second death? But you don't have to. You don't have to. There is salvation for etern from eternal death also. In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it says, In a moment, <laughs> that's good, <laughs> in the twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet will sound, the dead in Christ is going to rise. We will, we will put on the immortal body, then, then shall be brought, up, brought to pass the, the saying that is written down. It said, death is swallowed up in victory. Mm. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? We're going to be with Christ forever in that glorious church without spot or wrinkle. That's where we're going to spend eternal life. 
glory. I was telling the class this morning, I said, hmm, forget about the gold rose, the mansions, the pearly gates with jasper, the pearl and everything in them. I said, for the first 10,000 years, I'm going to be there praising God. <laughs> oh, glory. And then it also says that the, uh, the bride of the Lamb, God, the Christ is going to feed us himself. I don't know how long that's going to take for there's a multitude of people up there. So I may not see that doggone mansion. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to be there at the feet of Jesus, please singing holy, holy, holy to him. Amen. Glory. Yes. Oh, man. Oh. I don't do this much anymore. Because these old big ears here, they, they done got expired. They don't work too well. I can't hear music. But, you know, I get excited. My heart just rejoices for God. And when I went into basic training and there were things that aren't anything, I, I, I miss my family, but I didn't get as homesick as I am today. I'm homesick for my heavenly home. I am. Oh, you great singers here is probably going to get tickled at this, but I, <laughs> I'm kind of homesick for a country. To which I've never been before. No sad goodbyes will there be spoken. For time won't matter anymore. Beulah land, I'm longing for you. And someday on thee I'll stand. There my home shall be eternal. Beulah land, sweet Beulah land. I'm looking now. Just across the river To where my faith shall lend inside There's just a few more days to labor Then I'll take my heavenly flight Beulah land, I'm longing for you. And someday on thee I'll stand. There my home shall be eternal. Beulah land, sweet there's nothing to hold me here. I'm ready to go. Woo, glory. Amen. Oh, so let's continue to remember Brother John and the things that he's going through. And just pray uh, that God keeps building that church without spot or wrinkle. He's, it's about to come to completion, and we're about to get there, I believe. It's not because I'm old. I just believe it's going to happen soon. You want to say that, Brother Robbie? 
All right, good deal.